0: Good morning, good night, or good afternoon, wherever you are. This is the real-life Shikamaru speaking with you now, and you are now listening to Greg Talks. And today I am officially, well, actually, as of a few days ago, I am officially a sophomore at Oakland University. Insert applause here. And uh, I gotta say, it feels pretty good. Uh, I made the transition pretty darn smoothly. Uh... You know, on move-in day, we had like the typical. Uh, my, my parents drove me up to uh, the dorm I'm staying in, and then you know they helped me unpack and things like that. Took a little bit of moving around and rearranging some things, but I moved in my room pretty smoothly. It's actually like a decent size uh, dorm room. As I'm looking around, I got my like second display monitor here along with my laptop whole bunch of hygiene products uh you know the typical college stuff got my naruto poster on the wall over there and then i also have my uh, spider-man into the spider-verse because i am a fan of animation on the wall and i also put up like an inspirational quote you know to help remind me of why i am here because god knows that, that you know if i am not reminding myself of why i'm here then i'm not going to succeed point blank period and uh, over the few days, you know, I met my roommates. Cool, guys. That's all I got to say. And uh, let's see, what did I do? Oh, yeah, and then I um, did a new student convocation, which is kind of like a, like a part two to your orientation. It's like where they have you meet all the faculty, and then they usually split you up into groups where you can go and uh, see what your classes are going to be like and where your classes are going to be held. Uh, For those of you who do not know, I am a bioengineering major uh, with an emphasis in design and manufacturing on surgical devices. And in the engineering center on Oakland University's campus, uh, they have like a sophomore design lab as well as like a club for like, uh, I don't know... It's kind of like a mixture of robotics, though, but it's not quite robotics, but it employs a little bit of it. But it essentially mixes art with science, and then they kind of create, like, different artistic models of things, though, you know, using uh, some engineering principles and uh, using their creative noggin, which we all know I have one of those. Otherwise, you would not be listening to this podcast or have viewed anything that I have created if that wasn't one. Uh, yep, and then after that, um, uh, yeah, there was nothing really else eventful that happened, though. It was pretty, like, quick thing. Um, oh, uh, my RA. Um, pretty cool as well. You know, pretty chill. I'm very lucky that I actually got to have an RA that's chill. Because in a lot of cases, though, you don't always get, you know, lucky with... Uh, your residential assistant, though, because usually they want to, like, really enforce the rules. But yet, at the same time, they don't know that enforcing the rules only is going to make people lash out against them more. But, you know, I understand because it's like a job, and they have to kind of make sure people are doing it. Otherwise, they would get fired, and I kind of understand that, so I get it. But uh, my already, you know, she just went over the rules, you know, said don't do certain things. I mean... Most people in my dorm have been in college for more than a year. Uh, sometimes like through two to three years at most for mo- most of the people that live here. So, I mean, I don't think there will be any issues. However, you know, I'm speaking too soon because, you know, there might be something that might come up with something. Somebody might do something crazy, but I, as of yet, nobody's kind of done anything that's out there. And let me think, uh, some other things that I've done um, on campus so far is uh, I just came back from a step show, which was pretty nice. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you guys about like fraternities and sororities too much, but um, I have like a mild interest right now. Like going to the step show is it was like cool, but it didn't really make me want to join one any more than where I was already at with it because the thing that i see when i see those things is like they're part of the tradition of the fraternities and sororities however it's not the most like it's not like the all of it though because for me being in a frat would you know it would be like i care more about the moments that i'm having with the guys in it and in terms of my sisters like same thing like me talking to them and having like moments and conversations is what matters to me when i get in a fret i don't really care too much about the stepping and the the showing out because to me all that does is like everybody's like trying to show their ego and everything like that but it doesn't really amount to the reason why they're in it though and i think that just gives guys an excuse though to show like oh i'm showing out like look at how Muscley, and look how well I could dance, though. But you know, I don't give a crap about how well you can dance. Though. I give a crap about your morals and values and what you like. What are you gonna use this for later on? Like, because right now you're just, I mean, the, I'm not impressed. I guess is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not like impressed by the uh, stepping and stuff. I like it, but. I much rather be doing, like, community service or, like, playing video games than, like, stepping, though. You know, I went and you know, also, it's not even to be um, harsh against any of the uh, step teams, though. But You know, they were, like, I enjoyed, like, some of them because they had amazing technique and amazing form. And they all did, like, a great job because, you know, it takes a lot of courage to come out there and, like, say all that stuff. And, you know, they got to rehearse it over and over again. You know, however, I did feel a little underwhelmed because... I don't think, like, a lot of them put in the same kind of energy that I was, like, expecting, like, when I come to a step show. Like, I was ready to really see them, like, knock the roof off that place. But I got the reverse of that. Like, I got – there was, like, a lot of – it felt, like, disorganized, like, at points, and it didn't feel like they were taking it that seriously. But that's just my opinion. Like, don't take that, like – my word for the fact that they were, like, bad. They weren't bad. It, was, it just didn't hit. If you get my drift on that, like, it didn't – I didn't feel anything from it, you know. But anyway, like, other than that, um, I guess in terms of the atmosphere on camps, it's actually pretty chill. Um, It definitely, like, is a suburban, like, kind of feel to it because, like, especially at nighttime, like, it's a ghost. Like, there's, it's quiet as hell but um but in the morning like you know it's pretty it's also pretty chill too though i mean people are walking around and talking um normal college stuff you know nothing out of the ordinary um like usually how my routine is like how i have it set up right now is like i work out uh monday Uh, Wednesday and Friday at 6am and then of course like I have classes either from like 8am till like 4 or probably like 10 to 4 you know and my classes uh, consist of uh, intro chemistry 1 biology 2 and shoot I gotta think in the other ones um, engineering I forgot what the course specifically is called, but it's essentially like a three-part engineering course. And then my other one. (sighs) Dang it. I got to think of it. Uh, Hold on, guys. Hold on one second. Just give me one moment. I'm about to pull it up, though, because some of you might be taking the same classes, though. So that's why I'm trying to... And also... Some of you may be at Oakland. So, those of you who are at Oakland, um, I hope uh, you go back and listen to my previous episodes. Like, look, I know they're not like that good, and I'm not like a whiz at this podcasting thing. I just wanted to do it because it's essentially like a journal for me, and it's a way to record like what's going on in my life at the current moment that I'm feeling it. So, but yeah, I I would um, very much appreciate it if you go back and listen to some of my. Previous um, episodes where I just kind of ramble on about stuff. Yeah, okay. So, like I said, my cl- I have intro to differential equations with ma- matrix algebra. I have biolab. I have general chemistry 1, general chemistry lab 1, uh, Comp comprehensive problem solving, engineering and composition, computer Computer problem solving, and then uh, another class, uh, which is abbreviated PS, comprehensive problem solving, engineering, and composition. Yep. And know what you're saying, like, wow, Greg, like, that sounds like a lot of science classes. And yes, you would be right. That is a heck ton of science classes. And now you'd be thinking, like, why would you take, like, all science classes? Why wouldn't you mix it up with, like, some art and history? Well, the reason being is I I just kind of wanted to get some of these classes out of the way so I could get to the more advanced stuff. Because these, believe it or not, like a lot of them are general classes and like 200 level courses. But in order for me to take like higher level stuff, I these kind of have to be out of the way. Otherwise, I can't move forward, which is the reason why. And before you say like, oh, they must be a lot of credits. They're not. It's not actually a lot of credits. It's just like. 14 and the reason I wanted 14 was because I didn't want like a super heavy workload um because I wanted to actually enjoy some of the festivities on campus at least this year and then like next year I'll kind of just be all about academics period you know since I did kind of mess up my freshman year experience um which I will tell you guys about that eventually though I just haven't worked up the nerve to really like go into detail about my story in regards to my last college experience, because it wasn't like it was good, but it, it had like a very large falling off point. Uh, yeah. Anyway, getting back to my schedule though, um, I think I set like leisure time for myself between the hours of 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. Well, yeah, 5 p.m. and 12, like midnight. Um, You know, because I wanted a decent amount of time to myself and allows me some relaxation time and also some extra study time, study groups, which I'm still working on that. Also, uh, if you are a freshman in college, I would challenge you with doing this. Um, If you're like an introvert and you're having like problems socializing with people, what I would do well, first of all, you should go to counseling because. You know, you, you might be experiencing some high levels of anxiety. I definitely do experience a lot, not like a huge surplus of anxiety, but I do have it occasionally though. And it does kind of thwart me sometimes when I'm really trying to relax, especially when I'm in a crowded environment. You know, it doesn't always happen all the time though. It mainly happens when I'm like trying to meet new people. And if they're in a group, it just really freaks me out. Because, you know, I get stares and, you know, stares are the worst that really will incite your anxiety though. So, but, you know, just if you are in that situation, you know, challenge yourself to at least meet one person a day, where it's not like one person a day, like one person a week. That way you're at least like getting out of your shell slowly, but surely to get used to your new environment, you know, me you know, I'm doing that because I know no one here, like, not a zero people, zero friends right now at the moment. So, I'm trying to establish like people I know so I can have someone to actually talk to that's not a counselor that kind of understands where I'm coming from with a lot of my messed up problems. Which we all have, by the way. So don't act like I'm exclusive to that. But uh, yeah, it's cool. And what I do, um, I usually like get the best results. At least like uh, when it comes to talking to people around the late night when I'm like going to eat dinner, or usually in the morning. Um, you know, and also if you see somebody sitting alone, please go like and sit with them. You know, nobody should be sitting by themselves if they don't have to you know it's not weird to have a conversation with somebody and then when you get to the table don't get on your phone and start like using it and looking at it like talk to them you know because if you talk to them though they'll, they'll put down their phone if they see your phone's on the table they might not be on their phone i mean even if they are don't get bothered by it because you know not everybody has you know the not everybody knows that it's rude to have your phone out though even though like Everybody does it, but it's still like, it's rude because when you're looking at your phone, you're not really engaging with what the other person is saying. And it oftentimes can find you you feel like they're um, purposely trying to ignore you, which in some cases that will happen. But if it does happen, don't let it bother you. Just, you know, chill, go talk to someone else. That's literally all you have to do though. I know that may be hard, especially as somebody coming from somebody that, you know, has been doing it for a little, a little bit, but trust me, like you will get used to it rather quickly and it will help your social skills out immensely, especially if you're in college. But even if you're not in college, like high school, you know, this can also help a little bit too. And uh, even earlier, and this will also benefit you when you're doing any type of networking event, because when you network, you're going to have to go and meet people you've never met before. And you're going to have to make a good impression though but don't focus on making a good impression just be yourself just like don't do anything like too crazy when you're approaching people you know just be normal just introduce yourself and uh, just kind of follow the flow of the conversation and if you're a talker like me uh please be silent sometimes uh i know us talkative types we like to ramble a lot i mean i'm doing that right now as i'm on this podcast but You got to like learn to um, quiet yourself a little bit because uh, what I've learned is that when I am quiet, when I'm having a conversation with someone, um, they actually will respond eventually because that little awkward silence though, the reason it's there is because, look, I don't know the reason why awkward silence exists, but it is there. And when it is there, the other person is more likely to like keep it going if you stop, because if you keep going – I'm going to tell you this right now. If you keep going, what you're going to do is you're going to bore the other person and then you're going to talk to them so much that they're not going to want to talk to you or even want to approach you again because you went so far on what you wanted to talk about that you never let them speak their mind. And that's just not a good good thing to be in, not a good situation to be in. So, you know, just try to employ some of those tips. Um, Let me see. What else can I talk about in regards to college? Oh, yeah, um, clubs. Some of the clubs that I'm going to be in, uh, the first one being the National Society of Black Engineers. The second one, I think I said, was like Arts and Sciences Club, essentially. And then I think the last one was CMI. No, no, well, I guess there's four. So CMI stands for the Center of multi, well, hold on, you know, what? I don't want to tell you guys false information. So, you know, what? I'm just going to look it up really quickly here. Okay, so it's the Center for Multicultural Initiatives. So I'm going to, going to be joining that and then um, the Association of Black Students as well as another one. Uh, and the anime club, because we can't forget about anime. Because I'm a total otaku and total and a total weeb, even though I'm really not. Because I don't look at this stuff every day. I'm more of a casual fan, if anything. But yeah, go ahead and call me an otaku. I don't really care. Um, those labels do not mean anything to me because they're just like once again terms that people try to like put on people just to like make them feel outcast or make them feel weird for no reason. But um yeah i'm joining that i think i'm like anime club i'm going to be going to later like at the end of the week and then as far as nesby goes uh that's going to be starting up this wednesday and if you want to know a little bit of more about nesby just hold on one second i'm about to tell you about it uh, or just a brief thing about it so the national society of black engineers was founded in 1975 at Purdue University, which is located in West Lafayette, Indiana, by six undergraduates and a faculty advisor. Uh, their motto is to increase the number of culturally responsible black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally, and positively impact the community. Um, obviously, I'm an engineering major, but you don't have to be an engineering major to be in it, though. But, you know, the organization is for mainly people who are particularly black students, but anyone that's pursuing uh, the field of engineering. And, you know, they they put on like a lot of community service events. You know, you got to get those community service hours. Trust me, in college community service is important because scholarship money, you really want to get that. Um, They also like have uh, companies that come in and talk to students for recruitment and in some cases, um, you could get hired at one of the meetings or, you know, you could meet somebody important that could lead to you getting hired a later on. And I'm also going to give you some pointers on the interview process, though, uh, which at my new student convocation, uh, we met the dean of the uh, School of Engineering. And uh, there was a student there who as an Oakland University alumna. Um, For those of you who do not know, alumna is the female, um, is a female uh, that has graduated from college, singular. And it's also a Latin word for those of you who take Latin, alumnus is the singular. But anyway, uh, she was essentially, um, she works at Borg Warner and she was kind of discussing like her journey and how she got hired and uh, some of the things that she had to employ in the interview process one of which being is the STAR method the STAR method is essentially um, something that you want to use when they ask you the question about what types of obstacles or struggles have you overcome in the past and STAR stands for uh, hold on guys I'm about to tell you in one second just give me one minute here hold on okay okay so the s stands for situation which is where you set the scene and give the necessary details of your example task is where you crap okay task is where you describe what your responsibility was in that situation action is where you explain exactly what steps you took to address it and the result is where you share what outcomes your action achieved So when you use those in an interview, though, it really shows the interviewer that not only are you taking the job seriously, though, but if you're ever put in a situation where you actually have to solve a problem, you know exactly how to address it. And then you also know how to come up with your own solutions to said problem. You know, and if you employ this in like any interview, I don't care if you're in high school, there is high school jobs like you will get the job if you use this, because most high schoolers don't know this. Um, Even I would say a lot of college students, I don't. Even think know the star method. I'm pretty sure like a lot do, but I don't. Based on when I brought it up, though, I I, I highly doubt anybody has like used it in interview. Usually, people probably go to um, when they talk about like why do you want this job. Like a lot of the answers are like I want to help people. I really think it would um, bolster. Uh, the company. If I were to do this, a lot of people go the route of trying to kind of nosedive into really making the interviewer feel good about the fact that you're about the fact that you you want to work for them. That's a no-no. You do not want to do that. What you want to do is make yourself look like a valuable person to the team because they don't really care like if you like really if you're there or not. Though that what they want to know is what you can bring to the table. You know, just like in a relationship, though. Relationships are built on the fact of what can what can you both bring to the table to make um, a successful life together. If you're not bringing anything to the table, then why should they hire you? You don't want to make them feel like that. So that's why the STAR method kind of comes in handy when it comes to those kinds of questions. Also, another thing, research um, the person that is interviewing you or the company that you're going to be... Um, Uh, going to be going to going to be gosh interviewing for Um, this will also show them that you took the time to do your research and um, it'll only like raise your chances for getting the job also you can apply this to scholarships as well Uh, I would definitely use it if you have an upcoming interview or have never had an interview for a scholarship the same rules apply the only reason, the only thing different you want to do for a scholarship is like really um, tell them a good reason why they think they should give you the money. And um, don't say anything too cliche, though. Like you you need to be serious about it because a lot of students do say like um, I wanted to like go to college. But you might want to go a little deeper than that, though, because, I mean, that's going to be a lot of students' answers. So you should talk about like your you know kind of put into that question like where you're going to be at in the next five years and things like that but um i will say that's about it you know i was gonna to try to like make this go super long though but um i think for right now 25 minutes is like a good holding point for um the episodes i'm going to produce you know I still am on the fence about doing, like, going back to YouTube again, though. I think I might just do that because, you know, I do a lot of pausing in my podcast, though. But, uh, you know, I think that's just my process, though. And that's just how I kind of sometimes make sure I'm saying the right thing. Because I don't want to tell you jibber jabberish. I know I've done that a lot in previous episodes where I've just gone off and am not saying crap. You know. Also, the reason why, like... You know, I, I also don't like cuss or like say anything inappropriate is because I know that like kids and younger people might be listening to me. And uh, that would give off kind of like a negative vibe, though, because like parents could be around and stuff like that. And I don't want to like set a bad example for anybody, though, even though like there's nothing wrong with cussing. though, it's just, I think, a little inappropriate, especially when I'm telling you information that can like help you, you know, so I try to stray away from doing that you know, you'll, you might hear me occasionally maybe say, like, a cuss word, but cussing is just not in my vocabulary. It never has been. And then as far as, like, um, the pausing, like, I will work on that. I'm trying to get better. Um, but, you know, like, I'm a work in progress, so, you know, I've got to take it with a step at a time. Also, I just start working out again. Uh, those of you those of you who follow me on Snapchat and Instagram, I'm um, will probably post, like, a status image of like where I'm at in terms of like I'll put a picture of my my body my upper body at least so you can see like some of the work I've been doing on my body though because I'm really trying to I don't want to get ripped but I'm trying to get toned and back into my the shape I was in back in high school but even better than that and uh, I think I'm making pretty good progress though you know I do like push-ups and stuff every day like I said and then I got a, a workout plan but uh, anyway uh, I hope you enjoyed what you just heard. You know, Or if you did not, um, too bad because you've already listened 27 minutes into this, so I don't know why you're still here. But anyway, for those of you who did enjoy, thank you so much for listening to me talk. And uh, I'll be back in however much amount of time with another episode on another topic at another time. I really got to work on a better outro, but this is the Real Life Shikamaru signing off uh, and I'll uh, see you later bye